man, we actually had a pretty good week. Yeah, I felt pretty good about it. I mean, yeah, I mean, we both got nine correct. I mean, we're we're trending upward. We're yeah, trending th- in the right direction. Yeah, I think we're doing good. I mean, the coin also got nine. Yeah, I mean, there's that we got to consider. But still at the same has time, a monster lead. Yeah, in front of us. If, if only we could have stopped that. Yeah, if only we knew what we know now. Obviously, we would have done a lot better. At this point, I would give up my one true love in life, other than football, pizza. Oh to man, to beat the coin here. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you're going to go to that far, then I got to go pretty far, too. I got to stop. No video games, I guess. Like, no more video games for me. I got to give it up. If I give that up, maybe maybe I'll do better with this if I can focus a little more. You know what? Not to throw this all off, but wouldn't it be funny if we actually did give something up? <laughs> Not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Even the Odds Podcast with your hosts, Tub and Jimbo. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Even the Odds Show, and my name is Jim. And I'm Tub. And this week on Even the Odds, we got a breakdown of the Jalen Ramsey trade. Pretty shocking to see him end up in Los Angeles, huh? Yeah, kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that later on, plus your week seven picks. But first, we got to start with some... Monday Night Madness. Yeah, the uh, the referee-striped elephant in the room. Yeah, yeah. We're going to have to go over uh, what happened here between the Packers and Lions and Lambeau this week. I mean, this was a crazy game from start to finish. Yeah, from the first play. They had that awesome flea flicker. Yeah, that's one the of those Lions. rare ones. It's it's nice to see teams go into the bag of tricks sometimes. Right out of the bat, like, uncharacteristically, they're throwing deep. Well, characteristically this season. Yeah, it seems like they're... They're really making that a point of emphasis along with running up the middle and getting stopped for a yard. <laughs> and, yeah, and then they had to do what after such a great play? What do they follow it up with? Settling for a field goal. Yeah, it seemed to be a common theme for the Lions uh, in that game. Is, uh, Prater had five field goals on the night, and that's mm-hmm. just, you know, you can't do that against teams like the Packers. I mean, they're a pretty deadly team, but it's kind of more interesting how the Packers got their points. It seemed like they were getting a lot of calls going their way. Yeah, just a couple. There was a couple interesting ones. I think these are the the two that were really standing out from the game. Was Let the me two guess. Illegal hands to oh, the face calls yeah, on Trey Flowers. Flowers. Yeah, yeah. Now it's interesting. It had been noted during the broadcast that he had not been called for that once this whole season, but twice it looked like. They were pretty questionable. I mean, he might have maybe made contact with the neck in like a, a kind of right. an incidental kind of a way, but both times he was around the shoulder area. So that's a very questionable call. And what comes along with that penalty is, you know, five extra yards. I mean, that's never anything you want to give mm-hmm. up in the NFL, but this is a real killer. Automatic first down. Yeah. So towards the end of this matchup, I mean, everybody kind of figured Aaron Rodgers with the ball, uh, they're not a lot of time left. There's, they're down a couple points. They're able to come through and, you know, kind of finish off this drive. Now, they were able to get them to a third and long. And if they would have just put them away right then and there like they had done on the field, they would have had a chance to at least come back and try to make something happen with one of the best uh, fourth-quarter comeback quarterbacks in the league, Matthew Stafford. Yeah. But it just seems like it wasn't meant to be. Once they get that – Second phantom uh, hands-to-the-face call, it was pretty much done. The Packers were able to just sit on it and, you know, kill the clock and 
get that little cheap shot field goal and get the victory. Now it just brings me to the question of, is this what the NFL is just going to be nowadays? Because we've seen so many games over the past few years that have been marred by controversy over a call that was made on the field. And they added all these different forms of replay. Now mm-hmm. they can re- uh, review whether a uh, interference had occurred. Mm-hmm. But you notice that has never happened once this whole season. Yeah, like pe- uh, Coaches seem to have shied away from even attempting the idea of challenging a play like that on the field. Now, it just... It just boggles my mind. I mean, you look at what happened last year. I mean, this has been referenced to death, but the uh, NFC Championship game between the Saints and the Rams. Mm -hmm. Now, that was one of those things you thought that maybe they would go through and and make some changes, try to avoid things like that. But I'm just starting to believe that this is just how football is. Yeah, and that could be it, or is it just the NFL just constantly adding another layer of duct tape? I think that might be part of the problem, too. I think the nature of the game, like especially on the – like, for example, like you're in a situation that's the last pass of the game and they're mm-hmm. throwing up a Hail Mary. Of course everybody's interfering. Like, they're going to dare you to call that. Mm-hmm. That's going to be one of those things where, like, it's tough for you to put your your hanky out there on the line right. and change the game. Everybody's going to be going 100% as hard as they can and probably trying to take any opportunity that comes up to do whatever they have to do yeah. to make the play. And it comes back to a lot of other weird things. Like, you know that saying that there's holding on every single play. I mean, right. you know, you could really make that argument. But it seems like this year specifically, they've been throwing those flags more readily. And it's kind of annoying because, I mean, nobody likes flags in football anyways. No. I mean, we're not watching for penalties. Like, we honestly, we'd like to see fewer of that. So what can they do to clean up the game? What can they do to make it more interesting? It's it's kind of just a sad thing to see when you have a lot of these big, high-profile matchups, uh, and a few of them have been on primetime games that come down to this really bad ending of an official in a striped jersey being the ones that figure out who wins or loses. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not just a one of the other Monday night games they've had this season. Like this is a pretty big, this is a pretty big game for both teams, and the outcome mattered a lot. Sure, they still didn't score touchdowns when they probably needed touchdowns instead of field goals, and you could argue this either way all day long. Uh, but those calls were pretty bad. I think most people would agree. It was just you watch it, and it doesn't pass the eye test. And for a big game on Monday Night Football with all the eyes watching, it's not the best time for something like that to happen. Yeah, I would say so Kind as of well. a big game. Yeah, I think this severely negatively impacts the Lions' season. I think they go from a from a team that, you know, had they won this game, they'd probably be in the driver's seat of the NFC North. Now they're they're back down towards the bottom. Who I knows? They're in a big, giant hole, and they're going to have to climb out this week against the Vikings. We'll see what happens. But uh, it's you hate to see it, folks. You hate to see games end like that. Uh, I think everybody uh, deep down, even without their rooting interest, they want to make sure they're watching every game on the up and up and everything feels legit. And sometimes in the NFL, everything kind of feels a little convoluted and weird. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they do a good job of clearing that up. And that's how you end up with situations like this. Is there's so much gray area. Yep. And it should be black and white. Yeah, just like the ref's jerseys. That's exactly right. But anyways, <laughs> uh, let's uh, move on to another interesting topic that uh, just came up. In the last few moments, breaking news here on the Even the Odds podcast. Yeah. Jalen Ramsey. 
Yeah, what the hell? Star cornerback from the Jacksonville Jaguars is now changing locales. He's actually going to SoCal. Coast He's to coast. Joining the Los Angeles Rams in a blockbuster trade that sent the Rams' next two first-round picks plus a fourth-round pick in the future uh, to the Jacksonville Jaguars in exchange for one Jalen Ramsey. So this is kind of a desperation play, you think, for the Rams, right? A little bit. I think uh, their current record uh, is kind of troublesome. I guess the way I would see it, if I was in charge there, we have a history of not really needing number one picks. Yeah, I saw a stat that they traded the last three number ones that they had had. Yeah, that that's crazy. But, I mean, this is a team that, I mean, they did go to the Super Bowl last year. I right. think if they can get things together that they can still be a force in the NFC. And this is a big piece. Now's the time. And they, this is a very big piece. Yeah. To go out and get Jalen Ramsey to add him to what you already have. Uh, you have one of the best defensive players in the NFL already on your team. Not to mention a pretty uh, – Pretty stout uh, defense, defensive crew, I would say. But, yeah, obviously Aaron Donald, now you're bringing in Jalen Ramsey. It's a pretty big move. Yeah, I, I think they're swinging for the fences on this. But the thing is really going to be, is it too late? I think they've already played some of these big games that they really needed. I mean, they've already dropped one in Seattle. They've already dropped one to the Niners. They dropped that questionable game against yeah. the Bucks. So how do they regroup? They're going to really need to come out firing if they want to catch up with some of these teams in the AFC. I mean, it's now or never. Well, only time will tell. And we got a lot of time left here on the show. So you might as well stay tuned and we can get you into Week 7's picks. And kicking off Week 7 NFL action on Thursday Night Football, we have the Kansas City Chiefs at the Denver Broncos with the Broncos getting three and a half points. Well, the Broncos don't really seem to be needing the points lately. Yeah. I mean, no, they did it. They put the Titans to sleep last week. Yep. And they did it in an epic way. Uh, it's always nice to win. The ambient attack. Yeah, it's always nice to get a shutout going, and, and we got to see that. Get some they, shut eye, and they get a shutout. Yeah. Hey. It, was, it, it was rare for them. Like, it was, a, it was a pretty nice showing for the Denver defense. Now, <laughs> do you really think they're going to be able to do that against the Chiefs? I don't know. I don't know. It's. I mean, sometimes things are streaky, and they can maybe I try mean, something. In a row, right? Yeah, I think so. And let's say the Chiefs have looked uh, rattled. Yeah. Mahomes is looking a little hurt, I think. Yeah, I've noticed that he's got a little hobble going on. But yeah. It's like a signature hobble. Yeah, he's got now. this new signature little step he's got going on. And that's the th- here's the thing is he's still playing really well. But I think he's being injured, it definitely does lower his ceiling on what he's capable of doing. Instead of uh, him being always capable of going out there and throwing 500 yards and six touchdowns, which we know he can do, he's not going to be able to do that on an ankle injury like he has. I just don't see it. So in that regard, I don't know. Broncos with the points, it does kind of make it interesting, doesn't it? I mean, I was a little intrigued. It's the first time I even had the thought cross my mind this season about the Denver Broncos, uh, at least before midnight. Um, (laughs) Usually when I think of the Broncos, I think about how I have to go to work in the morning and I need to go to sleep as fast as possible. But I 
I did think about them, you know, during uh, peak hours, which is kind of interesting. But yeah, I don't know what to it's make of that team. Uh, any team where Joe Flacco is your signal caller, I'm just automatically not buying in unless it's that one weird year. I just don't see it. But at the same time, the Chiefs are reeling. It's going to be hard to kind of turn this around. You got the short week, too. In Denver, too. Yeah. I think if if this was the other way around, I think I would go Chiefs all the way. And you know what? I still don't care. I'm going the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm going the Chiefs, too. <laughs> I just I don't see anything. I, I, I think the Broncos aren't not enough to get past the Chiefs, even the half half hobbled team. I just don't see it. I yeah. I kind of see this game as a non factor. It's another waste of our Thursday night. All right. Well uh, we're both buying into the Andy Reid blubber. Let's see what the coin's got to say. And the coin is going with heads, so the coin agrees with us about the Chiefs. Alright, well what's the next one? Next up we have the Los Angeles Rams at the Atlanta Falcons with the Falcons getting three and a half points. Uh it's a weird one. So, I think we had talked about this prior. Maybe not on air, but uh, maybe just between us. But who are the teams that you just absolutely just dread talking about? Well, we already covered one of them, the Denver Broncos. I would say Denver. Can uh, I nominate the Atlanta Falcons? I hate talking about the Falcons. And you know what I hate about them? They're like the I'm not mad, I'm disappointed team. <laughs> Like you know how like when you heard that like mm-hmm. like when people say they're mad at you like it means they care or whatever but when they're disappointed you know that hurts just so much worse. I'm disappointed in the Falcons. I thought this was a team that could have been a playoff contender. I thought this was a team that you know if everything all aligned they could have turned around and they could have challenged the Saints for the division. Yeah. But now I mean at this point I'm out. They're one and five. Like I I see no light at the end of the tunnel. And you know what? If there is a light at the end of the tunnel, it's a train coming to run them over. Yep, and a train couldn't be coming fast enough. Honestly, I hate the Falcons. They're garbage. They, I've been, I've been saying they've been a fraud for years, and then there's years like this where it comes and justifies my stance on the matter. And you could say the same thing about the Rams right now too, I guess, because let's face it. They're uh, facing an uphill battle where a lot of people didn't think there'd be a battle for them to have to deal with. I think they kind of faced some tougher competition. I think the Bucks one was inexcusable, but I think the last two kind of made sense when you were kind of figuring out. Yeah, the I think the Seahawks and the 49ers, yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're playing very well right now. But I think the Rams are going to kind of pick up some steam here. I think this is where things are going to start to click and we're going to see the team that went to the Super Bowl last year. I think they're going to put up some firepower in this game. I think uh, look for Cooper Cup to have a big one. And you know what? I'm going to go Rams. I'm going Rams, too. I mean, I'd like to, you know, spice it up and pick something different, but I can't. Not against Atlanta. Atlanta is garbage. So Rams forever. And let's see what the coin has to say. And the coin disagrees. I'm going with the Atlanta Falcons for the coin here. Gross. I don't know what the coin's thinking. Yeah, well, you know the coin works in mysterious ways. He's like Bono. Like how? Like Bono from U2? Yeah. Oh, he works in mysterious I see. Ways. I see what you're doing there. Come on. Come on, Tom. It's a beautiful day. You almost snuck that uh, Bono reference past me. 
you know, you can't sneak past me. The dumpster fire that is the Miami Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills. The Bills giving the Dolphins, wait for it, 16 and a half points. Oh, man. For some of these games, I feel like they should be, you should win prizes for watching. Like, if you're at home watching Bills Dolphins, Taco Bell should just, like, deliver you, like, you know, a cheesy gordita crunch and a soft taco and maybe some cinnamon twists. That'd be cool. For having to sit through this mess. Yeah, I like that. You hear Taco Bell? I know you're listening. If you hear that, that's a great idea. You should do that. I I mean, how else are you going to entice anybody to give a crap about this game? I mean... The Dolphins are a joke. I think last week proved it. That was one of the most bizarre, terrible games that I can recall in the last few years. Yeah. They they were actively trying not to win that one, and they succeeded. So good job. Yeah, congratulations to the Miami Dolphins. And you know what? I still think they're going to cover this week. Do you? 16 and a half is a lot of points. I don't think Buffalo's offense is going to be able to jump out and take a huge lead on them. I think this is like a 21-10 game. Okay, well, let me give you my logic to why I picked Buffalo. If you had a fight between a Buffalo and a Dolphin, and the Dolphin's not in water and it's on a football field, the Dolphin is done. The Buffalo is going to destroy the Dolphin. The Dolphins have no chance, and you know what? Not only do the Dolphins have no chance, I dare to say they don't they don't have any business on a football field. So I'm going with the Buffalo Bills. We'll just wait until the shotgun's invented, and then the Buffalo won't be faring so well either. That's true. And we just wait until we get Dolphins with uh, shotgun hands. Oh, yeah. I think that's the Until that day. The weird distant future that we uh, painfully won't be. It's a very see. distant future because the Miami Dolphins aren't going to be good for any time to come. All right. Well, enough of this shenanigans. What does the <laughs> coin have to say? Almost lost the coin, but the coin is heads. So the coin is going with the Buffalo Bills. And the Minshew Mania alert. Let's set the alarms off because up next we have Gardner Minshew and the Jacksonville Jaguars experience at the Cincinnati Bengals with the Bengals getting three and a half points. Again, hey, Taco Bell, give me a prize for watching Minshew Mania because this is another one that I'm just not interested in. Even Minshew Mania, is hard, it's hard to pull me in on this one. Yeah, I think it's just the, the Cincinnati Bengals stink that you can't wash off of anything. And it's just like everything they touch turns to shit because they're shit balls. Yeah, they're shit balls. You could definitely say that. I just, uh, I don't know what to say. Jacksonville's a weird case. I mean, I thought they would have done anything to kind of patch up the relationship with Ramsey and and Tom Coughlin and Doug Marone. Yeah, I don't it was understand. looking like maybe that was going to happen. Maybe yeah. Gardner was enough to pull him back in, but no. I mean, uh, two late first-round picks, is that really going to be, uh, you know, an equal value for what they just gave away? I mean, this is a guy Time will tell. Five. Time will tell, but I don't think so. Yeah, they better they better hit on those picks. But, yeah, this this is a, this is a matchup. That it is. 
I mean, that's that's all you can really say. I guess uh, the game's going to be played, so someone has to win or lose. Yeah. So we got to we got to pick a winner. Who do you think it's going to be? Well, if you're having a matchup and one of the options is the Bengals and you have to pick someone that's going to win and cover the spread, I'm still going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars. There's no way I'm going to pick the Bengals here. Uh, wow. It's almost like you read my mind. I went through I went with the Gardner Minshew hey, as well. Jacksonville did hang tough with New Orleans. They could have gotten easily blown out 40-something to 6. Didn't happen that way. It was pretty close. I mean, it wasn't if you watch it, but the score was definitely pretty close. And so I got to go with Jacksonville. Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's let's see what the coin has to say. The coin is going with Jacksonville Jaguars as well. Minshew Mania running wild on the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals is ass juice. And up next... We have the Minnesota Vikings at the Detroit Lions with the Detroit Lions giving the Vikings one and a half points. Oh, we really got to talk about the Lions? Yep, it's time. Okay. Uh, That might be one of the most conservative called games I've seen in a long time. If you excluded one play from that game, which is the flea flicker that we mentioned briefly at the start of the show, I would say the Lions kind of did exactly what you thought they were going to do the whole game. They kind of did a lot of just runs up the middle, and they were really desperately trying to establish something that hadn't existed for them all game, which was any semblance of a running attack. The only run that they had that seemed like gained any forward momentum is... Actually, no, they had two. There was the pitch to Agnew on the sweep mm-hmm. that uh, kind of worked out, and they were able to get like a nice uh, 10 to... 12-yard gain on that one, and then there was the one carry-on Johnson run where he was able to uh, burst through the hole and uh, break out into the second level and get about 10 on the first round as well. But other than that, you saw a lot of lot. Other than that, you saw a lot of runs that just plowed right into the guard and didn't go anywhere. And they just they refused to try to do anything else other than that, and it was kind of sad to watch. You saw the offense that kind of clicked at times just sputter to a grinding halt, and that's why they lost that game. I mean, I'm, I'm not even hearing on the refs thing. Like, yeah, I think that played a factor. But seriously, when you have five field goals against one of the best teams, you lose. Yeah, there's no counterpunch for them with this with Stafford and what they get from Matthew Stafford, and they need another thing. They need another combination in their offense to get the most out of the entire situation because. F- it's good to see him finishing drives at least with a field goal, but still, uh, when your quarterback's going out and doing things like that, you're going to need a lot more than three points. Yeah, yeah, they they need to make some adjustments. But then you got the Vikings, who seem to be flying high, making right now. those adjustments possibly. They just put a hurt on the Eagles. Yeah, and the lo- uh, they really local kind of local weirdo there. Kirk Cousins actually looked pretty good out there too. Yeah. A lot of rocks for the rock box for him this week. Yeah, uh, Stefan Diggs. You know what's funny? Everybody kept slamming him and saying that he was kind of the sole problems of the, of the Vikings and everything that was kind of going wrong for them was based squarely on his shoulders. And you know what? They were right because as soon as he comes up and yeah. steps up and has some big games, they're able to turn things around and get some points on the board. Now, it's always interesting with him It's because everything's going to base – on how the, they game plan them. I think the Lions may 
be able to force him into situations that he doesn't want to be in. I could see that. I think this be I think of this as a huge test for both of these teams. I think we're looking at another scenario where the winner of this game is going to be looking at a pretty nice sizable advantage over the other going forward in the NFC North. So I think this is a huge game, especially for week seven. But uh, uh, call me crazy. I'm going to go with the Lions here. Yeah. I can't do it. I've seen this before. I've seen them lose games like this before, and I've seen what it does to them, and I don't think the Lions are going to bounce back well. I think they're going to take that loss the wrong way, and they're going to not have any momentum against the Vikings next week. I just think the Vikings are going to beat them, and it's going to be another heartbreaker for Detroit. Kind of where I'm leaning. So you have Detroit. I have Minnesota. Let's see where the coin is going to go. It's tails. So coin is also going with the Vikings. So we have one for the Lions, two for the Vikings. And next is the Oakland Raiders at the Green Bay Packers, with the Packers giving the Raiders six and a half points. And what a performance from Aaron Rodgers, right? Oh, yeah, the one, the only. Yeah, I mean, you kind of knew that was going to happen. As soon as I saw that they had the ball with like six minutes left. With a bunch of janitors out there playing wide receiver, got some roofers out there, some janitors. Uh, we got uh, some sandwich artists out there. Hey, I think one of those guys did go to SU Subway University. Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, I didn't recognize any of those guys after, uh, especially after, uh, who was the guy that got hit? Oh, Geronimo Allison. Geronimo Allison, after that nasty hit, like, I started seeing guys come in, and I was like, I swear to God, I saw that guy work at the Kumaro. gas station next to my house. Yeah. Who, who's that? No idea. Lazard? Lazard, yeah. Lazard? Lazard? I don't know. Yeah. But I, it didn't I, matter who they were. I knew what was going to happen. Oh yeah, it was it was pretty much ordained the second that they got the ball back and they had that slim deficit. I kind of just knew that they were going to do it, and yeah, they pulled it off. So here we are. We're now at a a new week, a new matchup, and we got Gruden coming back to his old stomping grounds in Green Bay, and I don't know, I don't know what what to think about this matchup. I think uh, the Raiders are going to be in over their heads, though. I I'm not sure they have an answer for Aaron Rodgers. And I'm going to go ahead and pick the Packers here. Yeah, you pick the Packers, but i got to make some waves. Don't forget, I am running for mayor of Crazy Town. Never forget it. I'm going with the Oakland Raiders. And I have picked the Raiders before, and I have also been right in those picks. And let's hope. For me, I'm right again this week. Uh, I mean, I'm definitely not going to disagree. This is pretty, pretty crazy. I mean, what have the Raiders shown you? But I, I'm not going to disparage. I think maybe you're on at something, but I'm, I'm just not with you. What does the coin got? The coin is going with the Green Bay Packers. So it looks like I fucked up with my Raiders pick, but I'm sticking with it. Because shout out to Coach Gruden. Yeah, where you been at, Coach? We haven't heard from you in a while. I think he's been busy. Don't be ducking us. I think he's been busy. I'm sure you he's... You think you're big time now because you're, you're winning football games? I'm sure he's uh, you know been at the been at the Hooters, keeping them uh, the five that are left in oh, North I think, America. I think Jay's at the Hooters right now. 
Smoking a big old donk joint. Next up, the Houston Texans at the Indianapolis Colts with the Colts giving the Texans one and a half points. The Texans are getting points, though. That's weird. I think that's really weird. I mean, did they watch what they did to the Chiefs? I thought they kind of, uh, you know, executed the the blueprint that the Lions and and Colts had yeah. given to them there. Yeah, they definitely did, and they got the W. And so it's just, I mean, I guess home field advantage, but still, it's got to be hard to give the Houston Texans points in this. I mean, I don't know what to think about the Colts, though. I mean, granted, the Colts were able to also pull off the upset and shock the world and beating the Chiefs a couple weeks ago on Sunday Night Football. But at the same time, I'm still not a, I'm not a 100% believer in them. Mm-hmm. I think that they can be a good team. I think they're better than a lot of teams in the AFC. But at the same time, I don't think they're better than the Texans. I think the I Texans either. are going to be one of the four or five teams that are going to be in it towards the end. I mean, the Colts might be there as like the sixth team. Yeah. But I don't see them as a legit division contender. I think I don't either. I think that's all going to come down to uh, can they keep Watson upright? And they've been doing it so far, and he's been electric. So. I don't know. I'm going to go with the, the Texans here. Me too. I think it's uh, pretty simple. And I think I actually think the Colts are pretty good. But I just don't think they're as good as the uh, Houston Texans. So, got to go with Houston. We're both with Houston. Let's see where the coin's going. And the coin. The coin is head. So, the coin is going with the Indianapolis Colts. All right, who do we got next? The Arizona Cardinals at the New York Giants with the New York Giants giving the Cardinals two and a half points. There's too many teams in the NFL. Way too many. We can do without these two. Uh, I don't know. I kind of There's exciting parts about both these teams, but at the same time. Not when like, you put them together. This game is not going to be entertaining. No. Kyler Murray was spectacular last week, though. Yes, he was. He's definitely looking pretty good. And, and Daniel Jones has been interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely do think that there's a lot of promise and intrigue in these two young quarterbacks. I just uh, just don't count me in to watch this game. No, me either. I mean, there's so many better things to do at that point. I mean, it's fall. It, it's it, I'm sure wherever I'm sure wherever you are, it's nice outside. You know, maybe you can get that one last barbecue in or something, or like sleep. Yeah, yeah, that's a good option too. Hey, have you played any good video games lately? I mean, you know, not really. I think I'd rather play them when the Cardinals are going against the Giants. Oh, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. Uh, maybe uh, check out a, a new movie or check out a podcast or you could tell your friends about this podcast. Yeah, I'm going to listen to old episodes of this podcast where we talk about the Cardinals and the Giants and how yeah. they're whack. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. And then we can just remind remind ourselves going forward each week. I don't know. I don't know about this one. I'm going with the Giants just because. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm going with the Cardinals just because. I'm hey. believing in Kyler Murray here. All I right. think they're going to have some uh, good luck carry over from that Falcons win last week. It was a big win for them. Definitely was a big win. Let's see if the coin can give them another big win. Coin's going with heads again. So the coin is actually going with the New York Giants. Interesting. Well, you know, sometimes it's just 
works that way. That's the way she goes. So we'll have to see what sometimes happens. Sometimes she stays, sometimes she goes. Let me tell you about a time where she left. We have the San Francisco 49ers at the Washington Redskins with the Redskins getting nine and a half points. The Redskins are only getting nine and a half. That's it. Vegas doesn't really like the Niners, do they? No respect. They gave them none last week. I think they were getting points against the Rams. We're getting into Rodney Dangerfield territory. And, and it, now they're only giving nine and a half to probably, I mean, they're in the top four of the worst. I think they might be in the top two. It's close. I don't know. They they almost lost to Miami, and I think that's that's tough. I mean, Miami's next level terrible. So for them to even come close in a game like that, it gives you some doubts. But I think the Niners are legit. Hey, the Niners are looking good, my friend. I think last week's game against the Rams, I think that is all you really need to know. Like this That's is a, a big momentum game for them. This, is a, this Niners team is for real. I agree. It's just how are they going to keep this going? And I think this Easy. Is a, they play the Redskins. Yeah. I don't think there's a, a shadow of doubt here. Nope. I... I'll go right into the picks. I don't even think there's much to talk about for me in this one. I don't even really have a stance in the matter other than it's just going to be the 49ers. The nine and a half points won't mean a thing. Uh, I don't think it really matters at all. I think this is going to be, uh, oh, it's going to be disrespectful. Yep, nobody's going to be shaking uh, Richard Sherman's hand after this one. Uh, he's going to be shaking a lot of things <laughs> in this one. Yep, it's, uh, it's not going to be pretty, folks. So you have the Niners? Ah, uh, yeah. I, I have the Niners. So. The coin. The coin also has the Niners. So that's looking like a lock. And remember earlier when we talked about uh, the teams we don't like, that you just hate and you don't even want to talk about? This is like the uh, bowl game of those sort of teams. It really is. It's like who would you pick like to represent this kind of a matchup? And it's definitely Chargers and Titans. The Titans giving away two and a half points. Now, both these teams, I feel like every week, I just I I look for them on the schedule. And I'm like, who's playing these teams? Because I feel like I can get a pretty easy, cheap pick. And I'm going to get a win because I know that these teams are going to choke. Yep. And then they play each other. And that kind of really throws you off because it's like how – how do you kind of figure out which team is going to outchoke yeah. the other one? It's a really shallow line. It could go either way. They could, yeah, like who's going to choke first and the hardest? But, okay, I think it's it's pretty easy if you think about it like this. Which team's quarterback is Marcus Mariota until they bench him for Ryan Tannehill? And which team's quarterback has Phillip Rivers? Easy. I think I'm going to go with Philip Rivers. Me too, and all 12 of his kids. Yeah, and, and his biggest kid, Keenan Allen. Yep. The guy he feeds the most. Yep. Keeps him fed, they're going to win. And I think that's what they're going to do in this matchup. I, I really think he's going to beast out, and the Titans are just going to be out of luck here. Yeah, I mean, what, what's Derrick Henry going to have one of those uh, repeat repeat performances from last year where he had like 900 yards and like 30 touchdowns in one game? Yeah, I'm not sure that's ever going to happen, but I I am sure this this game is going to be boring, and the Chargers will somehow have to make some frantic last minute comeback like they always do, like every single game always goes for them. 
And I think they're going to do it. So Yep, me too. So this might be an interesting game after all. But I guess what does the coin have to say on this one? Let's see. Coin's actually going with the Tennessee Titans. So maybe it believes in uh, Ryan Tannehill, quarterback for the immediate future probably, maybe. I don't know. I believe we need to talk about a different game. Yeah, a little bit more interesting game up next. As we have the New Orleans Saints at the Chicago Bears, with the Bears giving the Saints three and a half points. Didn't they learn last week? Why are we giving the Saints points? I don't know. I think even without Drew Brees, this is one of the three or four best teams in the NFL. Well, let's say they missed, uh, what, five games with Brees? I believe he was out by week three. Okay. So it's been a couple, and they've only dropped one game? It was the game he got initially, or the only game they had lost so far was the game that Breeze had initially got hurt in. Right, so for all intents and purposes, they've been undefeated with Teddy Teddy Bridgewater starting. Okay, and they're still giving them points. Yeah, and I could understand this maybe if they were playing like the Packers or something, or if they were going to... Bears have been floundering, and what a disappointment they've been all season uh, after what they were trying to do last year. Yeah. Like, got to be disappointing. You have to be disappointed in the Chicago Bears a little bit. I was expecting uh, a lot more out of that offense, but they haven't really provided it to anybody. But I think this is going to be a low-scoring defensive slugfest. Uh, I think it's going to be an interesting matchup because I think you got Cleo Mack. Mm-hmm. Obviously, one of the most devastating uh, pass rushers in all of the NFL, and then you got the Saints' defense, who have been uncharacteristically, uncharacteristically good uh, this whole season, and they've shut down some pretty high-powered teams consistently too. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of interested to see how this one goes. I'm really thinking this is another case where everybody's sleeping on the Saints, and they really shouldn't be because what have they proven this year? They're good. They are a great football team. So, yeah, I'm going Saints. What do you got? I have the Saints, too. And like you said about Cleo Mack, I mean, he can change an entire game in a couple plays with his ability. But I don't think it's going to be enough. I think the Saints' defense is just too good right now. And so we both have New Orleans. Let's see where the coin's going to go. And the coin is going with the Saints as well because it's – tails and the saints are getting three and a half points and that's stupid so yeah we're all picking the saints all right what do we got next the baltimore ravens at the seattle seahawks with the seahawks giving the ravens three and a half points yeah uh should be one of the games of the week i believe so too honestly we got the two most pro we have the two most prolific uh, mobile quarterbacks in the nfl going head to head in this matchup yeah. Did you see what Lamar Jackson did on the ground last week? It was 150 yards rushing. You know, there's only been four quarterbacks to rush for over 150 yards. Really? Would you like to know who those guys are? Well, let me guess. Michael Vick. Yep. Bingo. Um, hmm. Warren Moon? No. RG3? No. Hmm. Who do you got? How about... The blackballed one, Colin oh, Kaepernick. Okay, Kaepernick. And you'll never get guess this guy, Tobin Rote. Oh, Tobin Rote, yes, of course. Yeah, everyone knows Tobin yeah. Rote. Yeah, everyone knows Tobin Rote. 
He won a he won an AFL and NFL championship. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. When when was that? Uh, it doesn't matter. Mm, okay. So long, uh, long time ago. All right. In a football field far away. That's basically all you really need to know. But it's still so interesting some elite stat. company for Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Uh, he's getting compared to a bunch of guys that people always said, "Hey, maybe they're running backs, not quarterbacks." Which, again, this is not really fair, but unfortunately, that's where it is. But I think Jackson has proved himself to be worthy this season. And even though he did uh, do most of his damage last week on the ground, I still think he's going to be a threat to watch. However, I don't even think he's the biggest threat to watch in this matchup. I think Russell Wilson has proven he is the best quarterback in the NFL right now. Somebody's got to try to step up and stop the man. He's got 14 touchdowns, zero interceptions. He's on a roll, and he can't be stopped. He has no help. Yeah. He's name, making all this shit happen. one weapon for them. I can't really think of one guy off the top of my head. Like Doug Baldwin, 08. Yeah. Never mind. Tyler Lockett, right? Like, that's really all they got. Like, that's all I can yeah, think of. Yeah, yes, correct. I totally agree with that. What, and, and Carson, right? Yep. They and got then, Chris Carson. Uh, and then that new tight end that just tore his ACL. Oh, yeah, Will Disley. Yeah. I mean, they're gonna miss Lee Will Disley. They're gonna miss Lee Will Disley for sure. <laughs> like, go what? Like, go pause the show. Go on YouTube. Look up Russell Wilson's highlights of this year, and tell me any plays where you're going to pick against that guy. It's now, moving to. forward, I can't do it. I got to go with Seattle. Yeah, you know, I went back and forth on this one. I think this is the one I thought the the longest about this week, and yeah. I'm with you here, Tub. I can't really go against Seattle. I think it provided this game were in Baltimore, I think I would change my pick. I could but agree with that. The fact that they're playing at home at, at one of the loudest stadiums in all of sports, I I feel like that just gives the Seahawks a little bit of an edge here, and I think I'm going to go out to. I think I'm going to have to go with the Seahawks as well. Uh, let's hear what the coin has to say. Yeah, let's do it. And the coin is going with the Seattle Seahawks as well here. So, and now we have Sunday night football. Should be an interesting one with the Philadelphia Eagles going to Dallas and going up against the Dallas Cowboys with the Cowboys giving the Eagles two and a half points. Can I say it now? Is it too early? What do you got? What are you going to say? The Cowboys suck. Yeah, they kind of suck. They're like, kind of not that good. I can't believe, and I feel like an idiot for buying into the hype after what they did in the beginning of the season. Me too. And I didn't really stop to think about who they'd beat on. Like, okay, cool. You beat on Miami. Good on you. Everybody's done that. Yeah, round of applause for the big guys beating on Miami Dolphins. What, did they beat the Giants? They beat they beat the Redskins? Like, they're not really a threat. Like, I'm, they're not a team that I, I thought they were. Like, I think the Packers game, the Saints game, and this disaster of a game against the Jets kind of proved who they really were. They're a flawed team that, at their best, can challenge some good teams. However, if you expose the flaws of the Cowboys, they're easily beaten. Well, there's flaws aplenty. And then there's the other thing where it's like if you take Amari Cooper out of the situation – they're a different team entirely. They look dead in the water. 
you can go back to last year before they acquired Amari Cooper and remember they were they were circling the drain at points. And then when they got him they got hot and I believe they made it to the playoffs last year, didn't they? Yeah, and then they went on a big run. They and then they kind of picked up game. where they left off uh, earlier this season. But then, I mean, let me tell you, him only being out on the field for a couple snaps in this last game and them losing to the Jets in such a spectacular fashion, I don't think uh, those are coincidences. I don't. I think a lot of it had to do with him being hurt. And if he's still hurt, uh, this is a tough one against the Eagles for me. I don't know. I think there's been a, they've been exposed a lot. And the Eagles, who knows what to make of the Eagles, really? I don't know. What do you think about the Eagles? I'll tell you what I think about the Eagles. I think they're going to come out and they're going to win this football game. Me too. I think they're going to come out and they're going to punch the Cowboys in the mouth. I think this is a game where Carson Wentz gets it rolling. I think Alshon Jeffrey gets a touchdown or two. And and the Eagles kind of, you know, continue to put the hurting on the reeling Cowboys. I think they're in trouble going forward and they're going to really have to kind of figure out what they're going to do next, but take the, take the fight to Jerry Jones doorstep and, uh, punch him in his little Cowboys, I guess. Uh, That's what I'm thinking is going to happen. So, so we're both Philly. Yeah. The coin's going. The coin is going with the Dallas Cowboys. So we have some differing opinions, which could be good or bad for us. Let's hope it's good. On to Monday Night Football, we have uh, the New England Patriots at the New York Jets, with the Jets getting new nine and a half points. I hope the World Series is on that night. Uh, I hope like, something's on that night. Literally anything other than this game. Uh, the Pats just keep their their luck going where they do get to play all the worst teams in the NFL repeatedly week after week. It seems like the only team of any consequence they've played so far was the Bills. I don't think anybody would have thought and that. And they almost the lost. Yeah. They almost lost to them. So what does that say about this easy, easy, cookie-dough-ass schedule they've had to play? Which makes this game a little interesting because mm. the Jets, without Sam Darnold, were easily one of the putrid teams. They were on the Redskins-Dolphins level. Agreed. But with Sam Darnold last week against the Cowboys, they look like a different team. A mono-free Sam Darnold that's not going to die on the field. Yeah, yeah. He definitely got that cleared. He's not going to die. Which is good. We don't want to see him die. No. But he looked pretty damn good. He had a thing going on with Robbie Anderson. He had a big 92-yard touchdown pass. I mean. And they hooked up last last year quite a bit, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they kind of get kept it rolling. And they kind of look like, I don't know, an interesting team. I think maybe they could get something going here. But they're playing the Patriots. There's no way. No. Nope. Like, I can't even begin to think for a second that the Jets have a chance here. Like, I tried even just, you know, devil's advocate on this one. And even then, like, I lasted about half a second before I'm like, yeah, no. Yeah. Give me the Pats. Yeah, I got to go with the Pats, too. I just, <laughs> I don't care that the Jets beat the Cowboys. The Cowboys are not the New England Patriots. And the New England Patriots are just... The other thing, too, is sure, a bad team can come in and punch them in the mouth, but not the Jets. 
not this team. Sorry, just not going to happen with or without Mono. So I'm going with the Patriots. You're going with the Patriots. The coin is going with the New England Patriots. Three for three for New England. So hopefully that's a good sign of things to come for our picks this week. Well, I mean, I also hope that all the bargaining that we did at the beginning of the episode helps us going forward in our quest to defeat the evil coin. Yeah. We got to do something. And I think we did something. We completed the seventh episode of the Even the Odd Show. Some people say that's a lucky number, and we need all the luck we can get. Thanks, everybody, and stay tuned next week, and stay tuned right here as we have this week's great moment in football history. This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. Get out. Because it matters.